This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future of the Business World. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. While the pandemic has been defined by isolation and frustration, it has also been a time of great innovation. It seems that high school students didn't spend all those extra hours binge watching Outer Banks. They instead looked around them and discovered problems and pain points that needed addressing in the world. Today's guest, Karan Dalal, didn't have to look much further than his pet mini Golden Doodle's adorable face. Since May 2020, Karan and a friend have been developing Pet Code, a startup business in the pet technology world. They've made some solid progress, building a minimum viable product, launching a successful Kickstarter campaign, and even spending time refining their business model in an accelerator. These young entrepreneurs who happen to live in Silicon Valley, California, are making the standard metal engraved pet tag a thing of the past. I should mention that Karan is also learning with Wharton Global Youth this summer in our Online Business Leadership Academy. Karan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So my first question has to be, what is your dog's name? After all, he or she was the inspiration for this, right? Definitely. So my puppy's name, uh, his name is actually Teddy. And part of the reasoning for his name was he actually looks like a teddy bear. Oh, very nice. So who knew that pet tech was actually a thing? Can you tell us about the landscape of this industry? For sure. So before starting Pet Code, I actually didn't know that much about pet tech either. I was obviously familiar with products that like shock treats and the smart dog feeders, but I didn't know too much about the industry as a whole. It turns out it's actually a huge product marketplace, uh, upwards of $5 billion this year, I believe. And I think part of the reasoning behind this industry's you know, massive momentum is that people will buy anything and everything to make sure that their pets are safe, happy, and healthy. What is the story of Pet Code? Other than your puppy, what inspired this idea for you and your friend? So we started back in May of 2020, right when the pandemic was kind of going into full swing. Uh, We wanted to spend our time more productively, and as primary caretakers of our pets, we definitely wanted to find a solution to something that most pet owners have in common. Uh, So we were inspired by fading pet tags. Actually, as I mentioned, both of us are the primary caretakers for our pets, and we realized that a typical metal engraved pet tag is completely archaic when you look at it in comparison to the technology in the 21st century. And we also compare this to... uh, due to COVID policies, restaurants had begun to implement QR codes on their table. So that way you could scan and get all the information about their menu without having to talk to a physical waiter. And so we decided, what if we took this and combined it with a pet tag? So that way, anyone's, uh, anytime someone finds your pet, they get access to not only the limited amount of information on the back of a tag, but unlimited information that can be updated anywhere, anytime. How did a hackathon help you to take this to the next level? Hackathons are a great way to meet and network with new people, especially people of your age. And so uh, Hackathon actually helped take Petco to the next level because we used it, used platforms such as DevPost to reach out to a lot of people with our idea. It's how we met our current CTO and scaled our business. And how many team members do you have? Uh, We currently have nine team members from around North America and we're completely a student-led initiative. Interesting. So a lot of those, did you meet those through the hackathon? 
Yeah. So the majority of our uh, team members, we actually met through, you know, LinkedIn hackathons, really using uh, the power of people and the power of networking to reach uh, people who shared our values and uh, wanted to see our idea become a reality. All right. Well, in terms of your business model, I would think that the idea of having a QR code on any sort of tag is not really that new. How are you differentiating yourself in the market? Definitely. So the idea of tracking items using a QR code is not relatively new, but the lens that we look through this type of technology is definitely innovative. We're completely focused on pets, and that really differentiates us from these other one-unit-fits-all solutions. Uh, For example, we recently released a premium plan, which focuses on reuniting pets with the information you already store in our product. So it includes items like shelter notifications and community alerts, which send out blast radiuses of your information. So that way you can reunite with your pet faster. Our app also comes with other pet care features, uh, things like logging your pet's events and storing their vaccinations. By focusing on one use case, we're really maximizing the potential of this technology. Are you a profit-driven venture? Uh, Yes, we are. And I think this uh, question kind of fits into one of my favorite uh, quotes by Nike founder, Phil Knight, where he says that business is no more about making money than the human body is about making blood. Yes, you need the stuff, but only to serve your higher aims. I feel that uh, every venture is primarily mission driven. And in our case, profits allow us to achieve our mission more effectively. So how did you decide to go with Kickstarter to raise money? Can you tell us a little bit about how you went about that? And also what helped to drive the success of your Kickstarter campaign? Um, I think you said you ended up making $10,000, right? Yes, we actually did end up making more than $10,000. And we decided to go with Kickstarter because we knew that there was a lot of difficulty in raising money from investors. And with the added barrier of being a teenager, that hope was almost impossible. So we decided we needed money to incorporate our organization and legitimize our business. And Kickstarter also serves as a great proof of concept to know that uh, other pet owners are also interested in a product like this. So do you think that's what made your campaign successful is that you were actually appealing to other pet owners? Is that the messaging that you had out there? Yeah, so I think that's part of it. But I think primarily what drove our success in this campaign was all the planning that we did before we even launched. Any Kickstarter guide out there will tell you that your pre-launch is much more important than your actual launch because Kickstarter these days has become a platform where people don't go to discover products, but instead it's just the medium that they back and fund products through. So it's very important to launch a successful pre-launch where you gain email lists, you create a community of backers that you know are going to support your project the minute it goes live on Kickstarter. And in fact, social media is really critical to that too, right? You have to have a really robust social media following. Absolutely. Uh, Social media kind of serves us a couple purposes. Uh, So as you mentioned, it helps us build a brand and product awareness, as well as a community of pet owners who really love our product. Uh, Especially TikTok, you know, we're very popular in TikTok. We've had many posts with tens of thousands of likes, which has, you know, thankfully directly converted into sales. Uh, But social media also provides a platform for you to legitimize your company to put forth a professional image that uh, pet owners would like to see when considering a product that will affect their pet's safety. So wait, we need to go back to this TikTok for a minute. So is Teddy in the TikToks? Yes, Teddy is our company TikTok star. Okay. And how exactly is he featured? I haven't seen one yet, so I want to get an image. 
Definitely. So we feel that our product is very demonstrable and that allows us to really show off its capabilities even in a 15 second video. And so Teddy's always there, you know, wagging his tail, showing off his tag. And uh, typically our TikToks showcase, you know, scanning the tag, its capabilities, and he's very happy to be featured in those. Great. Tell us a little bit about your accelerator experience. Sure. So a week ago, we finished a month long spend in the Replit Ventures Accelerator, and it was completely awesome. Uh, for those who don't know, accelerators are essentially a place that you go as a young startup and you look for support, uh, which we got tons of. We got to meet amazing founders of lots of Y Combinator companies and got some support from some amazing mentors that work at Replit. And what ex accelerators really serve to support you and provide a seasoned perspective on your business. For us, it really helped us narrow down who we were as a company and what exactly our product was by placing emphasis on safety, which is really seen in our premium plan. Great. Yeah. So you were able to basically streamline your business model or, or maybe add to it. Exactly. When you first reached out to me with your idea, um, you mentioned that there have been many lows as well as many successes. I was hoping you could expand on this a little. What have been some of the challenges and even failures and what have you learned from them? Sure. So I think the biggest failure that we've had is really in how we began. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when me and my co-founder initially came up with the idea, it was actually in a Snapchat group chat. So, uh, and we immediately thought, hey, this is something that could be useful. Let's just start building. We didn't even take the time to consider building out a minimal viable product, getting feedback from other pet owners or anything like that before we just went forward with that idea. I think that ties into one of the biggest challenges with even starting a business. It's really planning out your full roadmap ahead of you. Uh, but now that we've learned a really important lesson, and that's before you make any moves on the chessboard, analyze the entire thing, because you never know when something is just going to you know, capture your queen. Let us know where you're going from here. What do you hope to do to continue to build out pet code? For sure. So I'm super excited for the future potential of pet code, because I feel that there's so many industries and so many places where it could be used. Um, my favorite example is something that we want to do in the near future, which is helping pet fostering organizations. So for those who don't know, uh, typically foster pets switch homes every month or even a couple weeks, and each owner has to buy new tags for the pet that they get. With pet code, they can easily just update the pet information as well as their contact information with a couple clicks. And they also have access to the pet's previous vaccination documents, medication reminders, and daily schedules. So we're really looking to expand pet code, uh, get it to as many pet owning homes as we can in the world. This may seem like a typical question, but we've all been in such a crazy world these past 15 months. And I'm just wondering for you what it's meant to be able to launch this venture during the pandemic and how you feel it's changed your life. You know, that's a great question. And I think it really, it comes down to impact. It's almost every day that I see someone's posted something on Instagram tagging pet code saying, oh my God, this pet tag is amazing. It's so inexpensive and it really provides me that peace of mind that whenever my pet gets up, I have the capability to make sure that all of their information is up to date. So that way they have the best chance of being reunited with me. And I think measuring that impact, you know, through social media likes, uh, through comments, it's really, you know, just a good feeling moment that, hey, I'm doing something that's really giving a lot of people peace of mind and keeping a lot of pets much safer, happier, and healthier. One question I like to ask all our guests on Future of the Business World is if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? So I think that if I had the ability to change, you know, just exactly one thing in the entire world, um, I would eliminate human greed completely because I feel that's almost the root of 
all evils that humans commit. Um, so I definitely eliminate human greed. All right, well, we like to end up with our lightning round. So please answer these questions as quickly as you can. What is your favorite emerging business trend? Definitely artificial intelligence in the workplace. What is something that would surprise us about where you live in the Bay Area? I actually go to the same high school as Steve Jobs. His house is actually, the house where Apple was built is just a few blocks from mine. Cool. Briefly, how do you define leadership, having been in our leadership program this summer? Understanding, influencing, and guiding members of an organization towards a common goal that you've established. What innovation, other than your own, do you value most as a pet owner? Uh, I'd definitely say uh, robot vacuum cleaners like Roombas, because uh, pets, they like to make a mess. <laughs> and what business person would you most like to invite to lunch, and why? Uh, I'd say Paul Graham, because he's the founder of Y Combinator, and he has a very unique perspective on the world and the future of startups in this world. Great. Well, Karan, thank you so much for joining us on Future of the Business World. Again, thank you for having me. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.